Welcome to the HBK High Performance Podcast with Michael B. Ross, a podcast designed to help leaders develop the character, skills, and passion needed to lead fulfilled and impactful lives. Here's Michael. Well, good day to you, my friend. I'd like to welcome you to the High Performance Podcast, where we help you change the way you lead to have the culture that you need. I just wanted to start by telling you about a good friend of mine. His name is Nelson Whitmer. Nelson Whitmer has been a client of mine for a very long time. And one thing that I love about Nelson is he's constantly looking to the inside to see how to change his business on the outside. When I first started coaching with Nelson years ago, he was very displaced internally because he had so much displaced focus on the outside. But once we started working through the issues inside where he was displaced, all the things on the outside became congruent. It's really important that we all understand that all external realities are the result of internal focus. And one thing I love about Nelson is that he has stayed internally focused through the entire coaching process. He hasn't deviated from it. No matter what was going on on the outside, other people's external manifestations affect ours. He hasn't allowed that to affect his internal focus. And his business has quadrupled since the time we started meeting together. And I'm so proud of him. And I, I just want you all to know, you know, one of the reasons I do this podcast is I've been studying leadership and culture for near 20 years. I've studied it for 16 years formally. I've also been a coach and consultant for almost 12 years. I've had a lot of great opportunity to work with a lot of great people over the years. And the reason I wanted to do this podcast is to give you the tools that you need to lead better because ultimately everything in your life comes down to the center, which is your culture, your heart, your focus, your passion. And if we can set you on fire, if we can get your passion burning, if we can get your focus right, all the things that you desire on the outside tend to work themselves out either refining the desires or help you to reach and fulfill those desires. So today I wanted to talk to you about how you get people to want to change. This is one of the greatest questions every leader asks. How do I get people to want to change? And it really is simple at the end of the day. But to get people to want to change, first of all, you have to help them see the need to change. And the most important thing you can do as a leader, when you bring somebody into your organization, this is it's honestly one area that leaders fall short a lot in the organization. And that is this. Every leader has got to be very, very clear about these three things. Number one, where we want to go long-term as an organization. Okay, That is very, very, very important. Okay, where do we want to go? What's the big picture? Why are we doing this in the first place? Where do we want to be three, five, ten years from now? What's the ultimate goal and the ultimate purpose of this organization? That may sound highfalutin. That may sound like sunshine, rainbows, and unicorns to some people. But I, I promise you it is not. Because every human being has a fundamental question that they ask 
on every journey they're on, whether it be with your organization or with their family. And that is this question, where are we going? Where are we headed? You know, what's the destination here? It's a part of our subconscious streaming patterns. It's not something you think about all the time, but it's an answer that everybody wants to know. Where are we going? Where are we headed? Where is this taking us? And, and if you do not clearly communicate that, what happens is that person loses trust with you. Now remember something about trust. Trust is a feeling. It is an emotion. It's an intuition. So if, you're, if you are not perpetuating belief and trust by clearly identifying where you are going as, as an organization, then you are not going to get people to see the need to change, okay? So be clear about that, number one. The second thing you need to be abundantly clear about is how you're gonna get there. This is something that I work with clients on a lot. In fact, everybody who gets into our strategic coaching program, Nelson Whitmer, the, the gentleman I mentioned earlier, he got into our strategic coaching program. And what did we do? We wrote out a clear strategic plan. What are the activities? What is the roadmap? What is the critical path to get to our vision, to our ultimate destination? We keep saying this is where we want to go, but do you know how to get there? If you're heading somewhere on a journey and you're traveling on a highway, what do you do? You either map it out old school style with a fold out map or you turn on your GPS. What's the GPS? That's your strategy. That's what it is. It's a strategy on how to get to your destination. Most business owners don't have a clear strategy. What does that do? It causes a lack of trust with those who are in your organization to where they're like, well, they say they want to get to this place. I hear them talking about their vision, they, where they want to go. They don't really know how to get there. Or worse yet, a leader abruptly changes the strategy constantly and leaves people's heads scratching without any clear explanation as to why. They just keep changing course because they're not abundantly clear. They haven't taken the time to sit down and actually map out how they want to get to where they want to go. And I'm telling you this, it's very, very clear. If you do not have a clear direction, you'll never reach your destination. Intention doesn't get you there. It is your direction that gets you to your destination. So you got to have a clear strategy if you want to get people to see the need to change. Well, what, why is that? Why is it important that we are changing? Well, to, to get on a strategy, we have to make turns. We have to make adjustments. We have to change if we want to get to our destination. So to get people to see the need to change, you've got to have a clear strategy. The last thing is you've got to show them in the strategy their role and responsibility and level of accountability. Inside of a strategy, everybody should have a role and responsibility or they probably shouldn't be a part of your team. You know, this is the unfortunate part about leaders acting haphazardly in their organizations is they don't always map out the strategy to get there. And so they seem busier than what they really are. Now bear with me for a second. 
They do a lot of activity, but they're not really getting anywhere. My grandma used to have this plaque. It says that worry is like a rocking chair. It keeps you busy, but it doesn't get you anywhere. That's what worry does in a business too, is, is there's this fear that if I don't get more business, if I don't, you know, if I don't get out there and get more business, we don't get this order in. Ah, there's a lot of worry when you don't have a clear-cut strategy and a clear-cut vision. And so you seem much busier than what you are. And this happens to a lot of my clients. They, when they first sit down with me, they say, I feel like I'm really busy, but I don't really know what I'm getting done. Okay. That's a clear indication that there's not a very effective strategy. Okay. Well, with that busyness comes more busyness because the more you allow people to, to take of your time, especially when it doesn't fit in your strategy, the more they'll take your time. So what do we do? We hire more people than we need. Most organizations, believe it or not, no matter what you're thinking right now, most organizations are overstaffed. And the unfortunate part in business about getting clear with your strategy and your vision is you oftentimes see positions in your organization that are superfluous, that you don't need. But if you can show someone how their level of responsibility and their effort affects the strategy, which ultimately affects the vision, they will see their need to change. Okay? So the three things that make people want to change then. Okay? First, see the need to change. Second is common enemies. What are our common enemies? Well, you hate to use the word enemy because it sounds like a deeply morally antithesis of what you are. That's not what I mean here. Stay with the word enemies for a second. A common enemy is someone who is trying to disrupt or affect your way of life in business, okay? So you could even call it competition, but let's just stay with enemies for a second. So if you do not fulfill your strategy and your vision, somebody else is going to fulfill your strategy and your vision. And they are going to carry out the work that you should be doing because clients who are looking for work will find someone who can do the work for them. It'll either be you or someone else. So what is some common enemies within an organization? How about lack of clarity and communication? How does lack of clarity and communication affect your strategy and affect your clients? If we don't communicate clearly and we're not effectively getting work done, it makes us more focused on the work that we have currently instead of focusing on how we can meet more people's needs. So why is it so important that we have clear strategy for our operations, our administration? Well, because it helps you do more work for less time, less resource, and more money, more bottom line profit. So it's really, really important that you do the right things. That helps you combat outside enemies. Why? Because the more time you can spend focused on getting more clients, the more you can meet the client's needs. If you're not meeting client's needs, somebody will. That is an enemy to your business. Character issues within an organization are so important. Character just simply is selflessness in its purest form. 
When we're selfless in our organization, we think about how what I do affects everyone else. The baseline of consideration. How what I do affects everyone else. Character. Lack of character affects the organization. If, I, if I'm having one of those days, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to stay in my office and watch Netflix all day. No one will notice. You know, every time I make a choice that only benefits me, then I hurt the we. Well, what does that do? It allows the chance for one of our competitors or somebody else to service our clients, which is an enemy to the lifeblood of our organization. How do you grow a company? Well, you serve more people. You help more people. That's the way you grow a company. You make the focus about helping more people and you find a way to help more people. That's how you grow a company. If I am internally focused, if, I, if I'm being selfish, that affects me. So common enemies aren't just outside competition. They're inside deficiencies, character deficiencies. There are communication deficiencies. Those all affect the growth of your business, which all affects people wanting to change. But common enemies, if you bring them in, makes people want to change. After 9-11, it was amazing what happened to the people of the United States of America. They bonded together like never before. And they found a common enemy that, that wiped away for those moments, for those weeks, wiped away any divisions in party lines, any divisions in religious lines, any divisions in feuds, people bonded together. Why? Because there was a common enemy for us to fight against. It's important that you bring that up in your organization. So you've got to have a common vision, strategy, and then you've got to have a common enemy. And then finally, the last one, and this is the one that you use as a tool of last resort. Jim Rohn used to say that, tool of last resort, and that's this one. To make people want to change, you got to have ultimatums. There's got to be a level of scarcity. And that is if you do not fulfill, if you do not do your role, if you do not fulfill your level of responsibility, if you're not accountable, if you don't get the job done, then this opportunity will go away, that you will lose it. That makes people want to change. Now that's not one we wanna use a lot as leaders. I think what is very good for us to do as leaders is to be abundantly clear about what will happen if someone does not fulfill their role right up front right up front. I think it's very important that you are abundantly clear to your team that this is an opportunity, not an obligation. Opportunity is an open field metaphorically that you can till the ground, you can move away rock and debris, and you can plant seeds in and grow a crop. An obligation is I hold my hand out and you're obligated to give me what I want and what I need. And so many people treat a job like an obligation and not an opportunity. Every day is an opportunity. And you want to run the type of organization that minds opportunity and that everybody in the organization is looking constantly for opportunity and not the obligation. I was just with an organization a couple days ago with a group of leaders and I'm sitting around talking about this specific thing and they were frustrated that people who have 
constantly look to them to answer all their life's problems. And I simply instructed them to flip the script. Now it's easier said than done. Yeah, I'm sitting in my chair, you know, talking to a camera right now in my office, and you're listening to me on a podcast. Easier said than done, right? I've also done it to where you look at somebody in the eyes and you say, listen, I need you to come up with a couple of solutions to this problem that you're bringing me because you're, you know the problem so well, I guarantee you will fight and be passionate about a solution. Doesn't mean your solution is perfect, but I'd love for you to come back to me with a solution to this problem and we'll talk about it. I'll expect that next week on Tuesday. Be very, very clear that they have to take responsibility and ownership or they cannot be here and mind this opportunity. You want people on your team that look at the job as an opportunity, not an obligation. And there has to be ultimatums with that. Ultimatums make people want to change. I've seen some miracles with ultimatums before. There was a gentleman years ago in a manufacturing company, one of the worst employees at the time. You know, if you had horrible employee instead of horrible bosses as a movie, he, would, he would, was the star feature. And they finally, after years of allowing this guy to just run roughshod over the entire organization, finally gave him ultimatums. And I had never seen transformation like I've seen in this gentleman. He completely transformed because of an ultimatum because he knew he was going to lose all his privileged position, his privileged pay, everything that he got that was an absolute privilege to have as an opportunity. He was going to lose it all. And he understood the effects that would have on his family, the, the effects that would have on his personal life. And he changed because he wanted to change. Now, I think it's important in the title. I said, what? What makes people want to change? If somebody does not want to change, let me be very clear with you, they will not change. If you are talking to somebody consistently, if you're pleading with them, if you're being persuasive, if you're inspiring them and they do not want to change, it doesn't matter how inspiring, how persuasive you are, they will not change. That is the fundamental to change behavior is resolve. They have to want it. So understand that and settle on it. And if you do everything in your power to help somebody want to change and you use clear vision, clear strategy, you are, you are clear who our enemy is and, and who the enemies can be within, and you also use ultimatums and that person does not want to change, then it is your responsibility to help them by removing them from your organization. Now, hear what I said. You help them by removing them. Because ultimately, your job as a leader is to help people become better folks, better people. And if someone doesn't want to take personal responsibility in your own organization, that means they're probably not taking it in their personal life, which is a very sad and horrible life. And the only way, sometimes, the only way people learn is the hard way. So sometimes, you do have to remove people for their benefit. That is, until you take personal responsibility, your life will not get better. And I care enough about you to move you on. But I also care about my team too. I'm not gonna allow this behavior to come in and disrupt everybody else. When we are mining our opportunity and you're looking for a handout and, and for us to be obligated to give you a part of it. 
really important that you remember what makes people want to change. Show them the need to change. That's vision. That's strategy. Their role and responsibility in that. That is showing them the common enemy that we're always fighting. That'll help unify and bring us together. And then finally, ultimatums. I do want to mention to you, I have an opportunity for you today. If you would like a strategic coaching session, a a session to kind of go over where you're currently at in your organization. I have got an opportunity for you to have a absolutely 100% no obligation free session with one of our certified coaches at High Performance. We will sit down with you for an hour. We'll ask you 12 questions. And what we're trying to do is get you to be clear about your vision, about your strategy, and your systems. Because Vision, strategy, and systems are required if you are going to have a great culture. The culture is protected by those three things. And so if that is not clear for you, if today you're scratching your head thinking, I don't know where I want to be three to five years from now. I have no clue. I, I don't really know how to get to where I want to go. I just know that every day I wake up and I work hard and I push and I push and I make some money. And then finally, the systems. How do you keep more of what you have and how do you become more efficient so that you can make more to your bottom line and you can protect your top line growth? If you don't have the answers to that, please, I'd ask you, reach out to me personally. My name is Michael Ross and my email is mross at hbkln.com. And I will set you up with one of my coaches who will walk you through your vision, your strategy, and your systems to make sure they're abundantly clear. They'll also give you opportunities to work with us further in other ways. Allow us to connect with you. Allow us to do you a service and to help you get clear in 2021. I hope this was beneficial to you today, and I can't wait to talk to you next time on the High Performance Podcast. Be sure to take immediate action on the ideas that compelled you from today's podcast. For information about the courses, resources, and services available from HBK High Performance, visit hbkln.com.